Today's entrepreneurial community is bigger than it's ever been. From seasoned entrepreneurs to newcomers entering each day, they're all looking for a mentor, someone to guide them, someone who's grown and scaled the business to answer the questions that plague us in an ever-changing market each day. Welcome to the Connected CEO Podcast with Tom Cardella, where we'll attempt to answer some of these questions. Tom's going to share his vast experience from growing several companies, how you can be a connected CEO with your employees, customers, and the surrounding entrepreneurial community at large. Without further ado, here's your host, Tom Cardella. It comes to running your businesses, and, and you mentioned you know the call center industry and the internet and all that. How do you adapt to change? Though? The moves in the technology, moves in the market, moves in everything that goes on. How do you adapt to change as a business owner? I think the only way you can really adapt to change in, as a business owner is to make sure that you're surrounding yourself with a great team. People that think differently than you, people that have strengths that are different than yours, um, be willing to seek out their advice. I think there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that have a business and that business can't grow because that particular entrepreneur might be a little too stuck in their ways. Um, you know, when I said earlier, you have to listen to your gut, that's true. Um, but you also have to seek out and surround yourself with those that have expertise in different areas, those that may have an opinion, and at least be willing to listen. Um, you know, there, there are times when uh, I think any entrepreneur will be presented with uh, a mound of evidence from their staff about why maybe you should go down a certain path, but that entrepreneur is listening to their gut and they're not willing to go down that path um, for whatever reason, whatever reason that might be. There's other times when you'll be presented the evidence uh, and you'll say, yeah, you know, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, my gut was telling me to go a different direction on this, but this intellectually makes more sense to me. And so maybe we should go that direction. And so I'm not contradicting myself when I say, listen to your gut. What I'm saying is there will be areas of expertise that an entrepreneur just doesn't uh, fully understand. You know, I'm fortunate to be surrounded by an amazing finance team. You know, I can read an income statement, but I'm not a finance person. I'm really fortunate to be surrounded by a great IT team. You know, the information technology is, is not my strength. My strength is in running an operation. And so when I'm presented with facts regarding system security or, you know, the latest in finance software packages or, you know, whatever the case may be, I have to listen to those folks and go with their expertise and direction. Um, so continuing on with that too, you know, maybe as an entrepreneur, your gut's telling you, you know, you're trying to start your own business, your gut's telling you to go with it, but it's just not working out. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs miss the opportunity to be an entrepreneur. How do you know whether you should go full bore entrepreneur or maybe hook up with an entrepreneur and go do great things with them? And how have you identified people like that throughout your career? So I'm going to answer that maybe in a little bit different of a way. Um, I think people that have the drive to be a self-starter, but maybe don't want to take the financial risk. You know, maybe they have a, a family, um, you know, maybe that just to the mindset that, boy, I don't, I don't want to take that sort of risk. Uh, or maybe, you know, again, they can't see on the other side of the wall, but they like the ability to be a self-starter. They like the ability for somebody to say, here's where we need to go now, go figure it out. I think those people work, work really well inside of an entrepreneurial type company. 
Uh, we've had instances in the past where we've hired people that have been great talents, and for whatever reason, they just didn't work in the company. One example was we had a, a training position open, a vice president of training opened many years ago. Uh, we hired an individual uh, with a PhD in education. Um, this particular individual worked for a company well-known in the United States when it comes to test-taking to get into college. And she came into our company and we said, okay, training department is yours. We gave her the ball and she couldn't, she just couldn't do it. She needed direction every step of the way. And one of the things we learned from that is sometimes when you're hiring a person uh, from a large bureaucratic organization with lots of layers, even as talented as the person might be, they are not a person to come into an entrepreneurial type company um, and just take the ball and run with it. So uh, what I want to kind of wrap up with a little bit is a lot of people talk about being an entrepreneur, work-life balance, right? How do you balance, you know, uh, working and when you should take time for yourself and, and being on your own? How do you balance, you know, work and life and what do you like to do when you're not working? Okay, so there is no such thing as work-life balance if you're running your own company. And I think anybody running your company will tell you that. The work has to come first. Some people will disagree with that statement, but I think if you look at the real successful entrepreneurs, the work comes first, meaning the clients come first or the customer comes first, and that's just the way it is, especially if you have clients, right? Uh, You have to recognize that if you have clients, that the job you're doing for them is going to be a direct reflection on them to the people they report to inside of an organization. You might even be impacting their bonus amount at the end of the year or their promotion, uh, their ability to get a promotion within that company. So it's, it's not just my belief, but the entire belief of our executive team, our, our, our corporate management team, that the work comes first. And, and I'm fortunate to be surrounded by people that know that if, you know, if there's an issue at 11 o'clock at night, we have to get on the phone and, and talk about it. And so people will say, well, yeah, but then there's no work-life balance for your for your corporate management team, but there is. And there is because we can do things as a closely held company, give, you know, extended vacation time. You know, if somebody has a kid in little league or ballet and they need to leave the office at three o'clock in the afternoon, well go, you don't have to put in for PTO. You don't have to ask permission, just go do it because we know that we're there for each other you know, when the work needs to be done and when the work doesn't need to be done, well, then that's but when there's the opportunity, uh, you know, to take a little extra time, then, then that's, that's kind of how uh, we get the work uh, life balance for the staff. I think for an entrepreneur themselves, though, I think their brain is always going 24 hours a day, thinking about the business, thinking about the, you know, the satisfaction of the clients, thinking about the satisfaction of the people in the company. And so that being said, um, the question was, so what do I do to in the off hours, if you will? And I have to engage. It's just because it's what I enjoy doing, um, but I have to engage the other part of my brain. And so I will do anything outside. I will go for three, four hour hikes if the time allows, uh, especially on the weekend. Live music, especially in an outdoor venue, is something that I can't get enough of. Any other outside activity, walking the dogs golfing, charitable functions that take me outdoors. That, that's where I like to be. Perfect. Perfect. And favorite band to see live? Oh, that's tough. Favorite band to see live. You know, every year it changes. There's the favorites that we'll see 
uh, on a regular basis, whether it's Dave Matthews or Blues Traveler. Um, but then there's new bands that are coming out every year. You know, we saw Head in the Heart this year, and um, that concert was fantastic. We always try and make an effort to get to New York City over the holidays and go to the Blue Note to catch Chris Body, who's an amazing trumpet player. So I don't really know if there's a favorite. Um, you know, Kenny Chesney uh, always puts on a great show. We'll see him whenever we can catch the opportunity. So just anything live in general, I think. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Connected CEO with Tom Cardella, where we're connecting you to the greater entrepreneurial community at large. To learn more about Tom, visit theconnectedceo.com and follow him on all of his social media outlets. We'll see you on the next episode.